Good morning, and peace be with you. Some announcements to make, some of which are on your bulletin, others are not. I'll let you take a look at the listings in the blue bulletin, uh, but also just want to direct your attention to some, some recent happenings. Uh, there is no fellowship going to happen today. Uh, the, um, we've, we've had kind of an uncanny uh, breakout of COVID amongst our members, not because they were together necessarily, but from different things that they've done. So um, uh, we won't have it t today. Uh, hopefully next week we will. Um, I want to also uh, ask you to lift those up uh, in prayer that do have COVID. So, um, you know, those are, I, I'm reluctant to name anybody <laughs> because I don't know, that, but you're going to see the prayer list and you're going to know who's on it. But, you know, some people have gotten COVID and um, so they're, they're convalescing right now. And uh, as ha being a person who's had it, it is no fun. I talk about a headache that is beyond any headache I've ever had and body aches and all that kind of stuff. So just keep them in your prayers. Um, got great news that um, Eldred made it safe up to her son's house in Washington. So we're very excited about that. On the bad news, Eldred has COVID. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, please lift her up in prayers because um, my understanding is that she's pretty achy right now. So please, please keep her in your prayers. And then we also have out there um, Eldred's address, and it's on the table. Uh, Ashley made some handwritten notes. If you'd like to send her a um, hello, uh, you know, we miss you, enjoy your time, sorry you got COVID card, that would be a, a nice thing to do. On a little lighter, more happy note, um, we have an uh, opportunity to partner with Lutheran Social Services. That's right. And they're taking up a uh, collection, and the parameters of it are out there on the, on the table, um, but a collection for helping pets, pets of people that are on the street. So... Uh, there's uh, options for some, some food. There's uh, options for some gently used leashes or brand new leashes and collars and things like that. So just to let you know, that is available. Also, uh, the missions this month are uh, for donations that will go to Focus on the Family. And they provide tools, guidance, and biblical encouragement to help hurting families to strengthen and to save marriages. So this is a worthy group that is doing the Lord's work, and that's who the mission um, funds will go to this month. I want to thank you for your generous offerings to the Westminster Police Department Canine Unit. And, and again, special thanks um, to Lee for putting this on. We had uh, Commander Gump come this last Tuesday. It was amazing. We didn't expect to see a canine there, but uh, uh, boy, out of the grace of the handler, his name is Officer Travis Hartman, and he brought Paco in. And Paco is the most amazing Danish shepherd you'll ever meet. It's the first one and only one I've ever met, and I'm, 
I like him. Um, and, and Officer Hartman was quite something, too. Very generous with their time, very um, kind and uh, enthusiastic in their job of serving the, the, the community here. And Paco got all kinds of rubs and pets, and he was just something else. So just really grateful to you for um, uh, giving so generously to them. It's a worthwhile uh, program, I believe. And, and here's, here's the thing. I was reflecting on it. I like dogs as much as the next guy, maybe a little more. But what I liked and what I saw were these two young men, they got families, and these dogs are, as described as force multipliers, they help them to be able to go home after a ship shift to see their families. And uh, I was really grateful to have that exposure. The other thing that was funny is, um, is Rosalie here this morning? No. Well, Rosalie comes up to Commander Gump, and he's a young guy. I'm at the, t- at the age now where almost everybody seems younger than me, except for you. But, uh, but, but he's got a star on his collar. I mean, he's like, you know, this is a big deal. And he's this young kid, and I shake his hand, and here comes Rosalie, and she goes, I know your mother. <laughs> and, I, and I went, <laughs> And they taught together at Hope. Um, in the preschool. She was a staff member? Okay, so you know her too. Well, he's a neat kid. He's 35 or at least, but he's a nice young man. And I started laughing. He looked at me. I go, you better watch it because everyone knows your mother. (laughs) And so it was just, it was warm. It was nice. And thanks again for arranging that, Lee. That was great. And they appreciate it as well. And lastly is this. Today we're going to talk about prayer. Has anyone here ever felt like they're no good at praying? Has anyone ever said, oh, you pray. You're so good at it. I'm not good at it. Has anyone ever said that or felt that? Well, today we're going to talk about it. You bet. You know, you're brave, Paula, but everybody else, hey, you know, the people are waiting their head. Yep, that's a truism. But Somewhere along the line, Tracy and I came across some parents and their little children, and said, you know how little kids talk. They say funny things, right? You know, like one of my boys, you know, was getting into the cookie jar, and I go, what are you doing in there? And he goes, I'm just wooking. And I go, well, don't wook in there. It's dinner time. Well, we heard this, they were triplets, and somebody broke something out of the three, and they said, you boke it. No, you boke it. You boke it, so hold on to it, because we boke it, and, and our Heavenly Father knows we boke it, and He loves us anyway. Can you get us started, Tim?
We come together this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth, it's not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name, amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as you're called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Worthy is Christ, the Lamb who was slain, whose blood set us free to be people of God. Power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and blessing and glory are his. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Sing with all the people of God and join in the hymn of all creation, blessing and honor and glory and might be to God and the Lamb forever. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God, for the Lamb who was slain has begun his reign. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, the giver of all that is good, by your holy inspiration grant that we may think those things that are right, and by your merciful guiding, accomplish them through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. Good morning. 
The verse reading is taken from the book of Acts, chapter 16, verses 9 through 15, and can be found on page 1720 in the Pew Bible. Uh, Paul, Silas, and Timothy begin Paul's second missionary journey to visit the cities Paul had preached in earlier during his first journey. The Holy Spirit had closed the door twice on the direction that this journey would proceed until the following happened. Acts 16, 9 through 15. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, including that God had called us, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. From Troas, we put out to sea and sailed straight to Samothraca, and the next day we went to Neapolis. From there, we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony and the leading city of that district of Macedonia, and we stayed there several days. On the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Thalteria named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message, and when she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house, and she persuaded us. We'll read Psalm 67 responsibly, which is printed in your bulletin. Uh, this song sings for the joy that comes from spreading the news about God around the world. And actually, can I borrow someone's bulletin because the printout that I have Psalm 67, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us. This may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the people praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. The Lord, uh, the land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. May God bless us still, so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. Hear it. The next reading is taken from the book of Revelations, chapter 21, verses 9 through 14 and 21 through 27. And this can be found on page 1937 in the Pew Bible. The following is a description of the new Jerusalem, the new city of God. The vision is symbolic and shows us that our new home with God will defy description. Revelations 21, 9 through 14, and then 21 through 27. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. 
And he carried me away in the spirit to the mountain great and high and showed me the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had great high walls with 12 gates with 12 angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east, three on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. The walls of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. The 12 gates were 12 pearls, each gate made of a single pearl. The great street of the city was of gold, as pure as transparent glass. I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there was no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names were written in the Lamb's book of life. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Hallelujah. The Holy Gospel according to St. John from the 16th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our gospel this morning does indeed come from John 16, verses 23 through 33, and can be found on page 1679 in the Pew Bibles. John records, In that day you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Ask, and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. Though I have been speaking figuratively, a time is coming when I will no longer use this kind of language, but will tell you plainly about my Father. And in that day, you will ask in my name. I'm not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf. No, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and entered the world, and now I am leaving the world and going back to the Father. Then Jesus' disciples said, Ah, now you are speaking clearly and without figures of speech. 
Now we can see that you know all things and that you do not need to have anyone ask you questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. Do you now believe, Jesus replied? A time is coming, and in fact has come, when you will be scattered, each to your own home, and you will leave me all alone. Yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So Jesus had much to say the evening before he went to the cross. And the gospel, according to John, just so you know, it dedicates five chapters, five chapters to his teachings as the betrayal and the trials, the sham trials, grew closer. And the other gospel accounts also have extensive teaching from that evening and that night. And the reading that we just heard comes at the end of those teachings. When Jesus finished these teachings, he prayed for his church, and then he prepared to meet his betrayer. And the words that we heard in today's gospel are the last words of Jesus' farewell to his disciples before his death. Jesus had already warned his disciples about the sufferings and the persecution and the anxiety and the sorrow that would befall them in the days and in the months and in the years to come. And he told them about the suffering that they would endure for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of the good news. And he promised them, he promised them his comfort and his aid. Which, which, which promises does Jesus keep? All of them. And he promised to send the Holy Spirit to help them face the challenges. And, well, as we know, the challenges that would soon come their way. And then, as he came to the end of his teaching, he encouraged them to pray. And after that, he himself prayed for them and for the church through all of the ages. And as he encouraged his disciples to pray, he spoke of our Heavenly Father. And he spoke of the love that the Father has for us. And he spoke of God the Father's desire to hear the words, to hear our words and thoughts 
as we pray to him. And Jesus' words go beyond prayer, and they tell us of the attitude that God the Father has for us. His words remind us that the opening words of the prayer he taught us to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven. You know, the opening words of the Lord's Prayer are so familiar to us that we might often say them kind of like autopilot or, you know, muscle memory. You hear our Father, you go, right? That's okay. I'm here to tell you. We don't often think about what it means that Jesus instructs us to call God our Father. And as we hear today's gospel, we have an opportunity to hear what a marvelous thing it is that we not only have the privilege of speaking to the great sovereign Lord of all things, but Jesus actually instructs us to Speak to him as our beloved father. Where's Crystal? There she is. You're right. But yeah, I used to call him daddy. And sometimes I still let it slip. But he did invite us to call him Abba Father. And she wanted to make sure that I was being respectful. And I love you for that because I know I'm not going to get away with anything with her and many of you as well. But Jesus invites us to call him Father. Now let's take a short pause. Shall we? Well, we're going to anyway, because here we need to recognize, and I need you to hear from my mouth, that the word Father has mixed, mixed meanings in any group. Some of us had fathers who loved us and sacrificed for our benefit. And others had fathers that were absent or abusive fathers who made their lives miserable. And this means that there can be a wildly different reaction to the teaching of God, the Father. God the Father is not just a name, and it's not just a title. Hear me. It is his true nature. He is the perfect father. He is the one who loves, who sacrifices, who cherishes, and otherwise cares for us, for you and for me, his children. And he is the one who demonstrated his love for us by sending his only begotten son, into this world, so that whoever believes in him will have everlasting life. And it's his love for us that is perfect, and he wants to hear from us on a regular basis. He wants us to share our words, our thoughts, and even our feelings with him. You can relate to that. Don't you like to hear from your kids, from friends? Well, how can such a thing be? 
somebody might ask. He's the creator and sustainer of all things. He is in charge of the physical universe and the spiritual realm as well. And the earth, you know, the earth seems so large to us. But the earth isn't even like a speck of dust to him. He is so big. He is so powerful. And in comparison, we are itty-bitty babies, small and weak. How could such a great being even know? Even know we are even here. Not only that, but he is holy and he is perfect. And we are broken sinners. He created a perfect, holy universe. And we, we boke it. We boke it with our sin. His holiness brings blessings and our sinfulness brings curses. Even if he were to notice us, I mean, if he took notice of us, shouldn't it make sense that he'd want to punish us for all that we've done to corrupt his, his creation? I mean, we boke it, you and me. How is it that Jesus instructs us sinners to address this holy and mighty God as Abba, Father, Daddy? How can this be? Jesus included the answer to this question in his instructions to pray. You heard it. When he said, Ask of the Father in my name. I did a sermon years ago. This triggered me. It's, the sermon was titled, What's in a Name? You've heard that phrase. What's in a name, right? Well, here are everything. When Jesus instructs us to pray in his name, we remember whose name this is. This is the name of the Son of God who took on human flesh in the womb of the Virgin Mary. This is the name of the one who was born under the strictest law and kept that law in perfection without sin. This is the name of the one who submitted to an unfair arrest and trial, to shameful torture, and ultimately to death on the cross. This is the name of the one who suffered all these things and then rose from the grave. This is the name of the one who ascended into heaven in order to fill all things. This is the name of the one who rescued us from sin, death, and the power of the devil, not with gold, not with silver, but with his holy, precious blood and his innocent suffering and death. This is the name of the one who promised to return in order to raise the bodies of all the dead 
to take me and to take you and all believers to live with him in eternity forever. Jesus said that we are to pray in his name. Now, praying in Jesus' name is the foundation of prayer. It anchors prayer in the salvation that Jesus earned for us with his suffering and his death. It anchors our prayer in Christ's resurrection and the promise that we shall also rise from the dead. And since the power of prayer resides in Jesus' name, it does not rest in the prayer itself. No, nor does it rest in us. We need not worry about making our prayers eloquent or long. We need not be concerned about the exact form of our prayer. We need not worry about being worthy to pray. For the worthiness of our prayer resides in his name, in the name of Jesus Christ. And praying in Jesus' name does not require us to actually say, in Jesus' name I pray, or something similar. It doesn't. It simply means that there is trust in Jesus Christ. Thus, prayer is a gift that the Holy Spirit gives to us at the same time that he works saving faith in us. And if we have faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins, for life, and for salvation, then we also have the faith that prays in Jesus' name. To pray in Jesus' name means that God hears our prayers for the sake of his Son, Jesus Christ, who is our only mediator and high priest before God. Therefore, our prayer must be centered in him alone. This also means that those who reject the Holy Spirit's gift of faith cannot really pray. They can say the words, and they can go through the motions, and even so, if they do not trust Jesus for the forgiveness of their sins, they are not praying in the name of Jesus. And their faith is in a false God, a little g God. And if their faith is in a false little g God, then they are praying to a God who does not exist. They are praying into emptiness. For example, it is like having a conversation in an empty room. You can be amazingly eloquent and say amazing eloquent things, and your prayer can be a literary masterpiece, but no one will hear it. On the other hand, those who trust in Jesus, you, those who trust in Jesus have no need to be eloquent. We don't have to worry that we will get the words exactly right. Just as a loving parent will listen to the silly words of a toddler, I was just wooking. I didn't boke it, you boke it. So also, God the Father loves to listen to those who trust in Jesus. 
And because our sins have been removed and Christ has covered us in his righteousness, our thoughts, our words, and feelings are precious to God, no matter how crude they are. Furthermore, we have the promise that the Holy Spirit gave to the Apostle Paul. He inspired him to write in Romans 8, 26 and 27. Romans 8, 26 and 27. Paul records, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words, and he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Here the Holy Spirit promises to take even our most awkward words and thoughts and transform them into perfection. And he intercedes for us. And the Holy Spirit knows what is on our mind and he will convert our prayers into a perfect heavenly language that our little words cannot even express. And even our crudest prayers will be translated into the beautiful language of the Holy Spirit as they make their way to our dear Heavenly Father. From the simplicity of the youngest child to the confusion of an Alzheimer's patient in a, in a nursing home. The Holy Spirit will make them all into heavenly masterpieces. Now, the wonderful thing about the gift of prayer is that it lasts forever. And we who have the Holy Spirit's gift of faith in Jesus will not experience eternal death. You know that, right? Right? Okay. <laughs> We're almost done. At our earthly death, our souls will be with Jesus in paradise. And there we will pray in his very presence. And when the last day comes, he will raise our bodies to immortality and we will be body and soul once again. And then we shall gather around the eternal throne and pray to our dear Father in joy and in peace. And there we will communicate with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in perfect prayer. For there we shall see him face to face and we will experience his perfect love. It is in the name of Jesus. Amen.
Please stand if you're able. Let us together confess our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let's pray for the people of the church in accordance to their needs. Lord, our Heavenly Father, you never refuse the cries of your children. And in the name of our Lord Jesus, we ask for your help and protection and for the good of our families, our neighbors and rulers, our brothers and sisters in Christ, our pastors and our overseers. Lord, in your mercy, Lord God, you have founded your church as a place of prayer beside the waters of holy baptism. Give your holy people hearts to hear your gospel message, lips to offer their prayers in faith, and readiness to give of themselves for your sake. Lord, in your mercy, Heavenly Father, Keep your holy church undefiled from all that is detestable or false. Embolden pastors to guard her gates and to welcome those who draw near in faith. Bring the rulers of this world into your church to glorify her according to your good and gracious will. Lord, in your mercy, give peace, Lord, to our homes and enliven them by Christ's resurrected life. 
Let the forgiveness of sins reign among husband and wives, parents and children. Assure those who live alone that they too are your children, upheld by your right hand. Lord, in your mercy, gracious God, give wisdom to our leaders and government that they may lead with integrity and according to your perfect will. Protect police officers, emergency personnel, disaster relief workers, and the members of our armed forces as they serve in our defense and for the well-being of all. Lord, in your mercy, compassionate Lord, direct and enrich the efforts of the faithful women of your church. Make them eager and wise in good works, serving the ministry of the church as faithful Lydia served the mission of St. Paul. Lord, in your mercy, most merciful God, you hear our prayers for the sake of your dear Son, Jesus. It is in his name that we cast our burdens upon you, especially those who are sick and suffering right now, those that we have named out loud, those that are on our hearts, and those that, I, that we name right now before you, Lord. Sustain us in the midst of terror and trial and hear us as we cry out on this morning of your Son's resurrection. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, give repentance and faith to all who receive our Lord's body and blood today that in the unity of a true confession they may receive it for the forgiveness of their sins. Lord, in your mercy. It is into your hands, O Lord, that we command all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now, may the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace, probably at a distance, I don't know. Who knows anymore, but waving's good. Don't be offended if... <laughs> Pray with me. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts, and with them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and ever-living God. But chiefly, we are bound to praise you for the glorious resurrection of our Lord. For he is the true Passover lamb who gave himself to take away our sin, 
who by his death has destroyed death and by his rising has brought us to eternal life. And so, with Mary Magdalene and Peter and all the witnesses of the resurrection, with the earth and sea and all their creatures, and with angels and archangels and cherubim and seraphim, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which our Lord was betrayed, he took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks, and then he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his wonderful, triumphant coming again. Let us pray together in Jesus' name that prayer that he taught to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. How many of you think you can pray now? Yeah, there you go. That's what I wanted to see. All of you. All y'all, as they say in Texas. The father can't wait to hear from his kids, so you can give him a call anytime you want. And this is the thing. He loves you so much that his only begotten son died for you to take the sins away from you and from me, sins that we couldn't dispose of. But he did it. And this is a foretaste of the feast to come that awaits us after our last breath after the final days when we are resurrected with him face to face, we will be feasting like never before. I know that you've confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and that is what must be done in order to take this sacrament worthily. So come, the table is prepared. You already are seated, the ushers will bring you forward, and we have some new helpers that have never done help me before, but come on up, guys. Yes, you are. You've helped before? Oh, I, I stand corrected. Of course.
presence of the Lord, the Holy One is here. Come bow before Him now with reverence and fear. notice as you get older you kind of get weepy sometimes over silly things mm, good I'm not alone today's a today's a, 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 a incredible day um, to have my family helping me with the Eucharist. 30 years ago, that wouldn't have been in the cards. And it is because of a little person that went home 13 years ago today that I'm here with you. I wouldn't be here if he hadn't given us that boy. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful for my wife and my three boys, one who is in heaven. And though I can't, or as David said, he can't come to me, one day I'll go to him. And that's what keeps us going on, that promise that God has. And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word just to rest upon his promise just to know thus says the Lord oh how sweet to trust in Jesus just to trust his cleansing blood and in simple faith to plunge me neath the healing cleansing flood Jesus, Jesus how I trust him, how I 
dress. 